0: Hello, hello, and a third hello. Welcome to Don't Forget Your Towel. I'm your host and GM, Azul, and this is episode two of The One Ring RPG by Freeligan. Today's intro is super short, but super exciting. The absolutely fantastical Freeligan has partnered with us to run a giveaway for The One Ring RPG. We'll be giving out three digital copies of The One Ring Starter Set. For details on how to participate and any other related details, please go check our social media or the description of this episode below. But basically, all you really have to do is share and engage with our social media posts about this giveaway. It's that easy. And of course, although totally not necessary, if you do give us a review in your favorite podcasting platform, you can double your chances to win and make us really happy. So consider happiness. Woo. Anyway, with that out of the way, let us step back into Middle-earth.
1: Previously on Don't Forget Your Towel
0: You find yourselves lured towards the resident tavern in the Blue Mountains. Soon enough, the barkeeper returns. Actually, I was hoping to request a favor of you as well. We have a bit of a situation, if you will, at the tavern.
1: Does it concern
0: the forces of darkness? In a manner of speaking, it concerns the forces of ale, uh, or the lack of ale, which is darkness. There was supposed to be a caravan returning here, but a fortnight, yet we have received no word of it. And they're a regular place as well. They come from the humble village of Tharnost. It's northwest of here.
1: Get my horse. We'll set off.
0: We head north then. You're passing through and you see quite a blighted area, the grass-dead bone strewn across the ground. One particular set of Bones is quite reminiscent of perhaps a hobbit.
2: I fall to my knees in front of the hobbit bones. It's all my fault. I'm sorry.
0: And you realise that these individuals were ambushed by a group of goblins.
3: These are marks of evil.
0: Was that
1: path there before? I'll start heading down the path.
2: Idril, you can't run off like that. You're our lookout. You cost us a day's worth of travel.
1: Something about this path.
2: The only path I see is your footprints. There's nothing here. I'm looking for herbs and
4: spices for when I cook the meal.
0: You find a hole, and next to this hole you find a tree, and upon this tree you find many, many scrumptious looking apples. Delicious! Elsewhere, everyone else, you all hear a shrill hobbit shout (laughs) echoing through the forest.
1: (laughs) Enwe koita huenessen, flaring sa sirisen, paltan sa surisen, enwe uva. that sound like griffin to you
2: that sounded exactly the the anguished call of griffin <laughs> good body is a sound i'm very familiar with
1: i'd know it <laughs> anywhere
2: he's my like my fellowship focus like as soon as like i've informed the others that it was definitely griffin i'm, I'm running
0: towards the sound
1: okay cool I'll, I'll run as well hot on your heels
0: Unfortunately, you're only just at the outskirts of the forest, so you've got a pretty good view of the surrounding areas and you can easily make your way towards the direction of the scream. As you reach the origin of the shouts, you find them coming from down a large hole near an apple tree. Not a very deep hole, certainly, but deep enough for a hobbit. And indeed, it is a hobbit that now waves up at you from the bottom. It's Gryphon.
2: Oh, you are going to get a kick out of this. I take out my rope and grappling hook.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that perfect? <laughs> yes. Like,
2: did you say there was a tree stump? There was a very tall... Yeah, all right. I'll do a loop around the tree stump, hook the grappling hook over the rope, make sure the stump is like sturdy. Yeah. And I'll just toss it down and I'll just put my hands on my hips and watch him. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Unfortunately, Griffin, given your fall, you have been wounded. Wounded? Oh, no. Yes. (sighs) What's my injury? Well, we'll find out. Can you roll me one feet die, please? Because this is basically your roll to determine how severe your wound is. Oh, that's a 12. So that would be the, the Gandalf. Okay, so it's definitely not a bad injury. It's it's a moderate injury. I think you've just injured your ankle. I've sprained my ankle. It's swelling and there's this large purple pustule growing from the side. You definitely can't walk with it right now, but it's not like you'll be in that state forever. You'll probably be back on your feet by tomorrow.
3: Okay, what a wonderful word, pustule. Now, I've got... um, Healing ticked under my skills. Does that mean I
2: can help him?
0: That'll be very useful, yes. But first, the three of you will need to get him out of the hole.
2: <laughs> Do you need someone to come down and get you, Griffin?
4: Oh, please, it hurts so much. Right. Sorry, where exactly am I? I'm, I'm stuck.
0: At the bottom of a hole.
4: Okay. I fell from a tree into a hole. <laughs> yes. But you know this is This could be a lot worse. <laughs> <laughs> this, is a, this is fine. This is just a Tuesday
2: for Griffin. Oh boy! I'll take my longsword and my axe off my person. I'm just trying to like drop anything I reasonably can to like lighten my my encumbrance, and I'll begin climbing down the rope to go and carry him up on my back. Great. In that case, I
3: can go to my horse and I can take my short spear from the horse, which I am going to use as a brace to go down the side of his leg once he gets up.
0: Oh. Leg. Yeah, makes sense.
3: I was thinking of cutting some of uh, Idril's hair off to use it as a tie Excuse me.
0: the, um, the leg. <laughs> <and> the... <laughs> uh-huh.
2: <laughs> I don't think she'll so. thank you for that.
4: I had heard that elven hair has incredible tensile strength.
1: Ooh! My hair is not to be used for pustule sealing. Right. Thank you.
2: I'm struggling up the rope with a hobbit on my back.
1: Oh, I'll go over and put my hand down to pull them up. Wait,
4: wait, 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 wait. come on, grab some of the apples as well. What? Apples?
2: I'm... I... <laughs> Go back down. <laughs> <laughs> it can't be for nothing. It can't be for nothing. How many apples are there?
0: <laughs> There's a fair few, yeah. So I'm actually not going to make you roll for this, Kota, because I feel like this is a common occurrence for you. It's almost like you have this designated spot on your shoulder for Griffin-related carrying. Yeah.
2: A hobbit-sized spot. A hobbit-sized <laughs> spot on my shoulder, yeah.
0: So I think you kind of take a few apples and easily get Griffin onto his Griffin-allocated shoulder space. And And then you haul yourself out and Groin immediately starts administering first aid. Speaking of which, Groin, can you give me a healing roll? And actually, do you have a number against that or? No number.
2: Okay, so. I've got a couple of points in healing.
0: Well, you can just all help if you wish. Yeah. Yeah, I'll help as well. Can I help or is that not? (laughs) Yes, by not like screaming. That could, can you fight it in your That wouldn't,
3: that wouldn't be authentic. I will be screaming. Okay. (laughs) I think while we're putting the brace on your leg, You could be spitting into your hand, mixing it with soil and applying it like a poultice to your wound your Jewel. Is
0: that how that works?
3: Is that how it
2: works?
0: <laughs> well, we'll find out. <laughs> if the two of you are helping by holding yep, Griffin down, you know, I know gagging him, I don't know, like whatever you want to do.
1: <laughs> yeah, um I'll pick up a stick and pop it in his
0: mouth. No. <laughs> 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 okay, Groin, go ahead and roll me your healing, please. With favor. I'm doing that now. <laughs>
3: get a grip young man <laughs> okay I have an eye of Sauron and oh, no, I'm losing the thing oh, no. oh no
0: <laughs> and
3: what is the total when you add everything up 10, 15, 17
0: wow, that's, that's quite high actually <laughs>
3: It would have been great if not for the, the Eye of Sauron.
1: But the Eye of Sauron in a normal roll just counts as zero, right?
0: Oh. Yep, that's right. So what's the target number of your heart, Groin? Fourteen. Fourteen. So you succeed. Brilliant.
4: Oh, oh somehow that feels better. The dirt worked.
0: <laughs> so Groin's done his job very well, administering his questionable first aid to reduce the swelling and the chances of anything major occurring and all, all, all that sort. With all the mud and the dirt being administered to the wound, somehow the pustule recedes. And whilst there's still a bit of swelling, the injury looks much better.
1: Yes!
3: It's the magic. It's the magic of the warmth of his own spirit. Fiddle mixed with the ground which has the blood of ages in it, and that together draws the evil from the pasture.
1: The earth is powerful, and I have many questions about hobbit saliva after this. <laughs>
0: yeah, <don't we> all? <laughs> So, Griffin, your wound will take around a day to heal, but there's no significant or lasting consequences. Oh. If you had rolled an Eye of Sauron, you would be dying from a s- ankle sprain.
1: Dying from an ankle sprain?
0: Yeah, it's not not the not the ankle sprain, but there's the mental shock from the ankle sprain probably to you. <laughs> <laughs> so, given our hobbits' unfortunate miscarriage of his body, <laughs> you all take three points of fatigue. And Kota, actually, you take a shadow point again. <laughs> Because um, he's your fellowship focus. So whenever he gets injured, you get a shadow point.
1: Oh, so we're on six now.
0: Yes, you are on six. So if you take your load score, which is basically like the total weight of all the items you're carrying, and add it to your fatigue, and if that sum exceeds your endurance score, then you become wary, which is really never a good thing. Okay, so with that event concluded, having collected several apples and a minor injury on the way, you proceed on your journey. Dearest guide, Groin, hello. Please give us another travel roll. Okay.
3: Well, I've got the emblem again on the number six. Oh, nice. And a four and a three. There's 13. And on the other one, I don't know what that is. looks like a windscreen
0: wipe. Oh, it's That's the, the Gandalf. Gandalf
1: Staff of Gandalf. Oh, jolly
0: good chap immediate success best possible result nice so I rolled a 5 which is the hunter again
1: (laughs) I mean maybe it'll
0: be a good one
1: maybe (laughs) maybe it'll be a good one maybe it'll be positive yeah I don't think
2: it can right I'm gonna become more depressed
0: (laughs) yeah I mean with all the shadow points I really wouldn't be surprised (laughs) So again, thanks to Groin's remarkable guiding, you make quite a bit of headway and find yourselves outside the forest that, at least on the map, serves as the very last thing that separates you from the village of Tharnost. You're making good time, certainly, but unfortunately, our dearest Kota suffers a mishap. Hmm, I, I think what happens... Okay, so I think as you're taking a brief respite, stretching your arms and warming yourselves up and stuff like that, just getting ready to cross through the forest, you, Kota, you see in the corner of your eyes the figure of another ranger of the north, perhaps a rider from Rohan of some sort.
2: A rider of Rohan.
0: <laughs> Where? I'm gone. <laughs> I'm gone. Brother! <laughs> R- Romeo me a hunting.
2: All right, that's a Gandalf road. Brilliant.
1: Nice.
2: Uh, Plus three.
0: Okay, did not expect that. But yes, you run towards the rider, the ranger of Rohan. And when you reach this elusive figure, you realize that it's actually a particularly thin tree. However, fortunately, it is an apple tree. (laughs) (laughs) Are you kidding? Full of apples, by the way.
2: I um, I gather up. Some apples. More supplies.
0: I'm going to make a pie. Which gives you enough rations to keep you going for a while, so... Amazing. So, yes. Due to the mishap, even though you find yourselves with even more apples, you do spend an extra day on your journey and you do each take one fatigue as well. But with that everyone, you've reached a point where you're within armed reach of your destination. Your treacherous journey is at an end. Let's pause for a moment to handle your fatigue. So obviously, whenever you have a treacherous journey, you accumulate fatigue and the One Ring RPG has a wonderful way of determining how much fatigue you will keep with you after your journey so first does anyone have any horses
3: I have a horse
0: brilliant so you can reduce your fatigue by your horse's vigor so I think it's two so reduce your fatigue by two right and no one else okay so can you all give me travel rolls you included groin
2: Uh, 11.
1: It is an 11 for me as well. which
2: That doesn't reach any of my target numbers.
0: Yeah.
3: I exceed mine by five. This is unbelievable. I've got three sixes. What? Yep.
0: Dude, <laughs> all the good rolls. Let's start with Groin then. Groin, you reduce another four points of fatigue from your score.
3: So I've got no fatigue.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then we go to Griffin. Griffin, you reduce one fatigue unless you have a six in your d6s. No, I do not than just the one everybody else keeps their fatigue as it is okie dokie i should actually also say that you can get rid of your fatigue later on by resting oh, okay in a safe and warm refuge right basically you just reduce one point of fatigue for every night of prolonged rest you get in a safe refuge so you're in front of this great forest you're well rested and you've just concluded a treacherous journey what do you all wish to do
3: I think all three of us first should make sure that Griffin
2: is well enough to get through all this. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, well, let's examine his examine his injury. Good idea. Maybe replace the poultice.
3: Mm. We could replace the poultice, or we could um, replace Mister Goodbody entirely <laughs> with Mister Excellent Body. <laughs> <laughs>
4: The reason they send me is because he's always off on a much bigger adventure out east.
1: This makes sense, yes.
4: He's the hobbit they send to Mordor, you know, like when when you got to throw baubles into volcanoes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, to answer your question, his wound has healed considerably. I don't really even think it could be considered a wound at this point. Griffin, oh, you can actually uncheck nice. the wounded box on your character sheet to reflect this. It is still very slightly numb and soft there, but unless someone literally just, like, stabs it or something, it's basically as good as all of you other fleshy bits, Griffin. Okay.
4: Ooh, it's it's still very delicate. I think I should stay on the horse.
1: I agree. I also think Griffin should remain on the horse, for if we need to make a break for it, that will be the best position for him.
4: Mm. Ooh, ooh, I mean, yeah, I don't think it's all the way healed just yet.
1: <laughs> yes, all right.
3: I can't say I'm convinced, actually. What do you think, Corta?
2: I think he's having it off a bit, but <laughs> just to be safe, we should keep him on the horse. Yeah. If it's all right with you, Croy. Well, I'm old,
3: all right? I'll just say that and leave it there. When you find we're up against it very shortly, which I know we will be, I expect you, Coda, to be up front, front and centre, and I'll take care of the other two.
1: The other two.
2: I nod sternly, in accordance with my distinctive feature, stern. Aye.
1: (laughs) Excuse me, Groin. What do you mean, the other two?
3: I don't know how many battles you've been in, Idril, but I can tell you that these creatures, the elves that you represent, are not terribly good at fighting.
1: Excuse me. Elves are excellent fighters. We have agility and prowess and. We are excellent bowmen and women.
2: Maybe let's keep the uh, racially driven remarks to a minimum.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, perhaps that's a good idea, groin.
2: (laughs) As far as I see it, all of you need protecting and I'll do my best.
1: Right. Shall we?
2: Okay, we shall. Here we go.
0: What's the marching order out of curiosity? Who's leading, who's flanking, and who's. uh, We know who's on the horse, at the very least.
3: (laughs) I say we follow the example of the wolves, where the slow and the weak are out the front, and the fast (laughs) and the terrible are pulling up at the rear.
4: That way. Hold hold on a minute. You can (laughs)
3: protest as much as you like. (laughs) Just a suggestion.
1: <laughs> Very well. I shall lead the horse with Griffin upon it, and you two right. may flank us.
0: Hang on. You, you realize flanking is either side as opposed to behind, but that's okay. Just uh, as, a, as a point. Is that what you You two meant?
1: can flank us. From behind, <laughs>
2: <laughs> we'll form a sort of a triangle with you two at the front, and then we'll be we'll be we'll be watching the sides, and we'll you know we'll be keeping a wary eye out for any ne'er do wells.
0: <laughs> well, with that odd but concluded um, party marching order, you proceed. So, the depths of the forest west of the Blue Mountains are grim and quite dangerous. You've heard many a tale or rumor of ill-favor painting these parts in strokes of hostility. Some woods, after all, were inhabited by men, and others were used for dwarven crafts. And though the men and the dwarves may have long forgotten these times, the trees, well, the trees still remember the bite of the axes, the shouts of the fires. Of course this forest is far from the shadowed and tangled evil that you've heard lies dormant in the hearts of Mirkwood or Mordor in the east. But its depths are still unwelcoming, and have no love for anything that walks on two legs. Still, as you pass through, you find the air in some places to be not as stagnant and heavy as others, and occasionally, the light does find your skin and the yearning in your eyes through the entangled canopy above. In fact, sometimes, you can even glimpse quick flashes of the open sky through gaps above you. As you travel through the woods, the wide path that you entered thins. So much so that at one point, you begin to feel the weight of the gnarled and bent greenery closing in around you from the sides, until the contortions of living wood brush against you. And then, to your surprise, you come around a bend in the path and it widens suddenly, giving you a view of one single figure scurrying about on the ground on his knees and completely unaware of you. I'm going to get you all to roll me a stealth.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: 16, which beats my wits target number.
1: 18, which beats my target number.
0: Wow. And on to you, Griffin.
4: I uh I actually put experience into stealth. <laughs> but I did roll a an eye of Sauron. Oh
0: I see oh, well no. uh...
4: That being said, I have a I have a virtue called the art of disappearing. Mm-hmm. Just when making a stealth roll because I also rolled a success token. Oh I can I can spend a success token to disappear. There you have nice. it. Oh, yeah,
0: No for sure. So imagine what happens is that you you spy upon this figure and then you basically in an attempt to remain stealthy, all of you just hide behind the trees. However, our dearest Griffin uh, manages to step on a twig, creating quite a loud sound, and then immediately, realizing his mistake, he disappears from all of you, all of you eyes. He has
2: the one ring. He
0: has the one ring. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Dark magic
0: <laughs> No, I was just very embarrassed. So h- hidden behind the tree line. What do you all do?
2: I'll take out my my axe, and I will. Uh, I'll just have it ready, have it ready in the wings for a decent toss.
0: Can I
1: make an insight roll to try to get a sense of who this person might be, what they're doing, are they friendly, that kind of thing?
0: You can try. It may be, like, if you're trying to gain information about the person, scan would be more appropriate because you're not really talking or seeing his face. You're
1: Right. Okay, I'll roll scan. That's fine. Uh, so that is one success token. But I only got ten in total, which is less than my wits TN.
0: Hmm. So. You can definitely tell that it's a frail figure, but really not all that much more. They're on their knees and kind of scurrying about. They're nowhere near as sturdy as Groin or anywhere as tall as Kota, but they do look distinctively human, or at least human-like from your vantage point. Mm -hmm.
2: I have a a distinctive feature of Shadow Lore. Does this figure appear to, like, remind me of any minions of Sauron that I would have slain or vanquished or combated?
0: Ah, they seems suspicious to you Kota but definitely not reminiscent of anything related to the shadows
2: mm. I do a complicated series of sign language to <laughs> a drill and I'm like suspicious like
4: I have the feature folklore is, is this something that might a creature of local folklore
0: not that you can recall no Uh, Also, I should mention that you're far away enough that you can talk to one another and decide what you wish to do, just perhaps not loudly. (laughs) Oh,
1: okay, okay. Kota does the complicated sign language and I'm, I'm just like, I'm right here. (laughs)
3: <laughs> now, are any of these trees living in the sense that we understand of what we've read of the trees in previous oh, Tolkien works?
0: Yeah.
1: Very
3: good question. How living are these trees? Are they ints? Yeah.
0: yeah. In your journey so far through this forest, nothing's really jumped out at you to indicate that these trees were ints. Or at least if they were ints, they would be ints that have long since become trees. That being said, however, you've all distinctively felt a sense of hostility or discomfort coming from around you—an almost tangible force of bitterness, even. Right.
2: I've got an idea. What is it? I whistle at the person.
1: What are you doing? What are you doing? Or oh, are we just gonna say hello?
4: Hello. Do you actually? Yeah, yeah. I jump off the horse and go uh, and reveal myself to this <laughs> this creature.
1: The Hobbit just appears. Oh, hello! Oh! Uh, Are you from round here? I turned to Kota. See what you did?
2: I, 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 oh my god, oh no. I wanted the rest of you to stay hidden.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that wasn't communicated, was it? (laughs) Well, I can't, I don't
2: know
0: the sign language. (laughs) (laughs) While this back and forth is going groin, are you?
3: (laughs) I'm feeling very unsafe. I'm not feeling at all comfortable about this situation. I've got my hand on my sword already. And I don't know what Griffin thinks he's doing bouncing around. I thought he was still ill.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh.
2: Excuse me. We're we're travelers and we're coming through these parts and we're uh, we just wanted to make sure you're not going to attack us or anything.
0: The figure stands up and turns towards you and starts walking quite slowly. It's an odd walk, two steps forward, a pause, one step backwards, and repeat.
2: I put my hand on my sword hilt.
0: But eventually they get closer to you and you see that this is a man, hunched, gray-bearded and ragged. But what you would have noticed first, actually, and most strongly, even if you had your eyes closed, was the rank stink. Oh. Oh. That's emanating from him. You see twigs and dirt sticking out of his messy gray beard and hair, and his ankles and hands are scratched and scarred. He approaches you and then kind of looks around tentatively, almost as if embarrassed, and says, uh, "Hello, hello, 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 hello. Uh, who, who are you? No, no, don't, don't talk to them. No, but, 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 but we must, we must talk to them. Hi." I,
2: I look to the others, like what? is going
0: on. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Uh, my name is Kota. No, 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 it's
0: fine. Uh, hello.
2: Who are you talking to? Uh,
0: yeah, that's a very good question. Uh, We're trying, we're arguing about that. Maybe you could help us with it.
3: Well, maybe. Uh, What's the problem?
0: Well, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly certain that my name is I, but he insists that my name is me. Ah.
3: I think you'll find the context makes a difference as to what you are referred as. I want to know, what do you eat?
0: Well, well today or any in, in other day, because, because really, it, 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 it depends.
3: If you are a person, a creature who eats fish, that's fine. If you eat, can I say, goblins, that's fine. But if you eat dwarves, for instance, that's not very good at all. You might find
0: Growing, some of us are I... not
3: as tasty as others. What is your reason for being here?
0: I, 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 I live here, and also I, I, I do not know what dwarf tastes like. Or a or, 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 go, goblin? Go, go, goblin. Have you tasted goblin? No, no, no not really. Uh, what does goblin taste like? What does dwarf taste like? I think
1: you'll find that groin here tastes very nice with a bit of salt. You should try
4: <laughs> Let's not let's not eat anyone. Um, um, me and I. Do you know how to, uh, how to get from here to wherever it is we're going?
0: Uh, the, uh, of
4: the town I forgot. Yes.
0: Well, you 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 get from here to wherever it is you're going by by going. Very clever. But sometimes it's by coming as well. It really depends. I think, I think, I think... Enough
2: of this! What is it you need our help with?
0: Wait, do you mean I or me? Yes, you. Are they okay? I I don't think so. I don't think they're okay.
2: All right, if you're not going to talk sense, we're going to be on our way.
0: Okay, but but beware. Um, Of of what? That is a very good question. Or is it of who? That is also a very good question.
2: Of whom, I believe.
1: Perhaps you know these woods well. Oh yes, I, I live here. Do you know of any dangers between here and the town of Tharnost? Well, well,
0: well, I I, I do, but but I'm not not sure I should be telling you. You could be be anyone. We're us. Oh, hello us. Are You all named us. That's sort of a group name. Oh.
3: But you are either you or you. There seems to be a lot of double talk here.
0: We're still making sure that we're either I or me, but but I suppose that doesn't matter. What do names matter anyways? Uh, You are you, and I am I. No, it's me. And, and, And you wish to know...
3: We wish to know the way is clear, to achieve our goal.
0: Groin, can you roll me either a courtesy or in hearten, please? And you can add one extra D6 because your fellowship's helping as well. I assume one of you is okay with losing hope for this? Uh,
1: Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I can lose a hope. So
3: I shall be courteous. Might I ask, dear creature of the Wonder World, and by wonder I mean you leave us wondering, but you are an interesting character, the both of you, and I'm very, very keen to do you no harm. We merely wish to be left to achieve our goal and we will tell stories of wonder and we will wonder at one who is two of we and of you.
0: I love that. Yes, okay. You can you can take a favor for that as well. So uh, I believe in total you'll be rolling four die. Right.
3: Okay, take the eight out. And that leaves me with 14.
0: How's your, is that equal or higher than your heart?
3: Uh, Oh, 14 is what my heart is.
0: Brilliant. That is all you need. At this groin, the figure looks at you again and gives a very deepened sigh and says, Well, there is darkness in in, in these, these very woods, a great, great shadow. And the light drove it away, but it is growing again. I hear it creeping while I sleep, and I hear it looming as I wake all around me. Hiding, hiding from everything, and this is why we must hide, hide from men, hide from dwarves and other creatures, two-legged as they say, for the truth is that shadow seldom fails to crawl into the hearts of men and turning them into beasts. But to answer this question for you, friendly traveller, yes, these woods are dangerous. In fact, just recently I saw a caravan being jumped by a man. The very reason we must remain hidden.
2: A caravan? Where was it?
0: Just further up this path. This was several weeks ago.
2: That could be the caravan we
0: seek. Yes. And who was this man? Ah, Listen, I... names, me, I, you, us, we... Was it me? No, no, me, 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 no. But, but I can tell you one thing. Yes. He he looked like your companion there, and he points at Kota. But, but, but it was, it was different, because, because he had a, a, a shield. No, no, wasn't it armor, it was metal, metal, bad metal, on his, on his chest. And it had a, a, a hawk, a bird, a bird. Yes, I, 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 I think that was what it was.
2: Can I consult my shadow law to know what this man may be?
0: Sure. If anyone else wishes to consult their shadow law as well, uh, this is an opportunity to do so.
2: Would there just be a law, law role? It would be a law, law role, yes.
1: And if we have the folklore feature, can we add?
0: Uh, I don't think folklore will Not count this for case. this.
2: Yo, that's a 20.
1: Oh, hey.
2: That'll probably do it. Oh, with a um, uh, 6.
0: Uh, is anyone else uh, rolling anything? Or
1: uh, Yep, I also succeeded on my lore roll.
0: Okay. In the many adventures that you've had in the past, and in the many encounters that you've had with the forces of Shadow, you've never really seen them wearing any sigils or marks on their armour? Usually it's black, tainted with their blackened blood, or the blood of their victims. So wearing a bird? It kind of seems absurd to you. Mm.
1: Mm. Could this be a ranger?
0: We, we tend not to wear many symbols. Mm.
2: Only those who have had armor passed down from their forefathers tend to have armor of Arnor. Mm.
4: May I roll insight to see how much we can trust the crazy men's, like, the <laughs> subtle musings? Certainly. Uh, That is a 17, which beats my
0: 13. Yeah, he he definitely looks crazy, his eyes darting side to side. In fact, Mm. at some points you wonder if his eyes actually dart to the same side at the same time, or if they dart to opposite corners occasionally. Regardless, there doesn't seem to be malice coming from this voice. In fact, after Groin's eloquent speech, he seems much more calm and willing to converse with you. He's kind of scurrying about around you, looking you up and down, poking at some of your armor, at your cloak, just very intrigued. By your presence, but not particularly malicious in any way or form.
4: I'll give him uh, one of the apples that we got from the trees.
0: Okay, okay. So he takes the apple in his hands, in both of his hands, and looks at it in its red, gorgeous shine, and his mouth watering and eyes opened, and he quickly gobbles it up before shouting in delight and giggling a bit to his, himself and then running around the four of you in circles before stopping in front of you, Groin and Griffin and then crossing his hands and shaking and just holding your hands, n- not very firm. As You, you re- immediately realize that his hands are very frail uh, but he's very vigorously shaking your hands and just delightfully happy and he says... I must tell you then. I must tell you, the shadow, the shadow hides in in things, and it is better to have nothing of value. But thank you for this thing that you have given me of value, and I am glad it has gone now in my belly, because the darkness, you see, the darkness could be hiding in a stone or a eggshell or a gem or a ring or or anything.
2: Or an apple.
0: Or an apple. This is why we must eat it. Here, let me give you this. And he puts his hand into inside of his raggedy cloak and takes out what looks to be a shard or a piece of a sword or like a glinting sharp edge uh, bit, a cracked bit Mm. of a sword. And then he presents it to the both of you, kind of wondering who to give it to. And he says, I wish for you both, or one of you, or the other, or either, uh, to have this. I, I, You see, I have kept this for far, far too long, and it must leave us as all else.
4: Uh, Crowing, do you know what this is?
3: I believe there is something in the annals of history that may repeat to us via the bird, perhaps. The bird may be a messenger, but we will take this gift. I want to thank you and your invisible Yes, yes. And we shall move now
2: around the bend.
0: Best wishes and remember, stay away from the lands of men. Nothing good comes from them.
2: Come, come on.
4: <laughs> Thank you. But, uh, I mean, that's uh, most of the times I've been beaten up
2: has been in the lands of men. So. All right, well, <laughs> hang on. I, I protected you from all your generalizations about each other, <laughs> and now I'm the one getting profiled.
1: <laughs>
2: Let's take a step back, continue with our quest, and I'll talk to you two in a bit about how you knew how to handle that strange man. <laughs>
0: I should mention he is distinctively a man, despite what he says, and as you pass him by, you can hear him saying, See, I told you they were nice. They were definitely nice. Well, yes. I didn't say they weren't nice. I just said that you were me and not I. (laughs) I thought we already decided on this. No, no, no. We have not decided anything.
2: Groyne, how did you know exactly what to say to that one?
3: I have many, many years behind me, and much experience. They say that I have wisdom, wisdom. I have been called sage, but let me tell you that is just experience, and three-quarters of sage is age. (laughs)
4: sage is a very important part of my my
3: family stew as well i'm looking forward to eating some of it i look over at Idril like
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) Idril's looking back with the same exasperated expression and then says what did he give you
4: which one of us has the shard
1: that's a very good question which one of you two took it
4: I think I took it and then handed it to Groin.
0: I see. It is in Groin's hands then. It is quite a light sword, not very heavy in your hands, very different from the axes or great swords that dwarven folk usually have. But to your keen eyes, you can tell that it is very well made. Anything else that you would perceive requires a roll.
3: I know that... A shard can sometimes be referred to as a quotient of energy. And I wonder if that is something
2: that we should be thinking about here. You think this might be a quotient of energy? Aye. Right. Well, I'd, hmm, I'll think about it <laughs> with my sh- with my shadow lore. <laughs> can, I, can I try and like, do a, just another lore check, I guess?
0: Yeah. Is anyone else attempting to find out uh, any details from it?
1: Yeah. I'll do a law
0: check.
3: Yes, I think I would. I'll help one of you. i oh, just say you were helping me.
0: <laughs> oh, and is, uh, is Griffin helping?
3: Well, not at the
2: moment, but I don't see why it shouldn't.
0: <laughs> well, okay, in that case, roll another D6 as well.
2: Right. Uh, I I passed because Griffin was helping me, but if he's helping Groin instead, oh, that's I see. all good. I'll take the L.
0: Are you sure? Are you okay with that? Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Uh, I passed.
2: Well, I have only seven.
0: Only seven, I see. Uh, and I believe your target number is higher than seven. Twelve, yeah. Okay, that actually makes a fair bit of sense. So, Kota, you and Groin, as you look at the sword, can tell that it's really, really like nothing you've ever seen before. Especially for you, Kota. It looks to be made impeccably. It shines in the little sunlight that glints through the small openings of the canopy, and for you groin as you hold it, it feels not only very light, but also glossy. You also realize quickly that it's not of Dwarven make, and certainly not made by man, because we all know that Dwarven made swords are better, and this seems equal to Dwarven make. Or maybe slightly less, because really, there's no way anyone could supersede Dwarven (laughs) metalwork. Hedril, you on the other hand immediately recognize the craftsmanship. This is Elven made. It's an Elven made blade from the First Age. Of course. Obviously, it's only a fragment of a full sword, but even so, you can tell that this is a very unique blade made of elven arts that have been long forgotten. Ooh! You've really never seen a blade like this in your whole life. You've only heard tales of these swords. Yeah. In fact, you can only tell that it's from the first stage because of the faint, ethereal, not so much glow, but more of a sort of energy that seems to be emanating from it.
1: Mm, I'm gonna sort of hold it very delicately, I Goodness, I never thought the day would come when I would see such a thing. This is this is elvish from the first age, if I'm not mistaken. This is nearly as old as time itself.
0: What I can add to that, at least for Groin's benefit, is that. Despite a possible antagonism towards elven made swords, this was from a time when dwarves and elves were side by side in their expertise in weapons crafting. So, even for you, with what Idril says about the sword, it does raise a bit of curiosity, if not yearning, in you.
3: This is indeed a wonderful, wonderful shard. It is almost chemical in quality. Yes. And it has a spiritual aspect. I, which I recognize as Elvish, and I respect it in the name of history.
1: Well, thank you, Groyne. And yes, I feel an intense energy coming from it, even though it is only a shard of what remains. But how on earth did that man have this?
3: I cannot answer that, I'm sorry. But what I do know is that he, even he,
2: they... ...recognized its value.
1: Perhaps. I suspect
2: there's much to that individual that will remain a mystery. He seemed as though he had some of his own stuff going on.
4: (laughs) (laughs) He was clearly working through some things that I don't know we could have helped him with.
1: Well, despite all of that, we must protect this. We must keep this safe, for there is no knowing what powers it might hold.
3: And before our quest is done... There is no telling whether or not we shall need that power. Yes. That is also true.
0: Having had this discussion, you're, you you know that you're near, you've been walking as well, I imagine, or have you just been standing? Or, yes. yes,
1: I imagine we're I we've been walking and talking. We've, moved along.
2: we've been standing within earshot. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: still talking. Just like, what's
0: going on with him? <laughs> so after a few more hours or so of walking, the forest suddenly opens up, giving way to a large valley before you. You find yourselves up high on a hill. Not a particularly steep hill, but a hill high enough to give you a very good view of the valley beneath. And what you see is a village. One single dot of a village surrounded by otherwise uninhabited wilderness. If you are to go by your map, this is Tharnost. Looking down, you can tell that Tharnos is a lost village, and by that I mean that it is not what it once was, though it may be content in its lostness. There are a few ruins scattered about the village, corpses of rotten wood and piles of stone that may have once been proud watchtowers that stood tall when kings ruled this land. But surrounding and growing past these ruins, the village still thrives. Many huts and hovels litter the green hills amongst the wheat fields, the hops fields and barley fields and so forth. Looking down upon the valley makes it look almost unreal like a checkered pattern of different greens and yellows arranged with geometric intention that's a stark contrast to the chaotic mess of twisting bark that you've been forced to familiarize yourselves with in your long journey through the woods. You can see that there are people here as well, tiny at this distance, of course, but people walking about and doing their thing. What do you all do?
2: I say, Idril, what do your elf eyes see? (laughs) What manner of peoples are these?
1: I cast my elf eyes on the horizon. I'm going to ask you to roll a
0: scan for me. Yes. And I'm going to allow you an additional d6, given the encouragement that you've been receiving about those supposedly proverbial elf eyes that you know don't exist.
1: (laughs) I do. I actually have the distinctive feature keen-eyed.
0: Well, sure. (laughs) If you wish to use that distinctive feature, you can add another d6 into your roll.
1: Oh well, that was a terrible roll.
0: Uh, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> Despite all of the help you got, it's, it's
2: off in the way. It's like, okay, I've got advantage. I've got plus four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, it's
1: yeah. oh, it's all ones. <laughs> uh, I just succeeded. Yeah, what are you looking for?
0: What does the party? What does Groin and Koter and Griffin ask about uh, the view?
2: I, I asked what what manner of peoples are they? Like, are they humans? Are they hobbits? Are they
0: elves? Are they ringwraiths? Oh, yes, a village of ringwraiths.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just contented farmer ringwraiths?
0: They're retired.
4: Like, they've, they've given up the grind of hunting for the one ring, and they just wanted to live in a coastal town and brew beer.
0: Of course. How about you, going? Is there anything in particular you're asking about, or are you content to let and um, say what you will?
3: If she can see better than me, I want to know if there's anybody there that has a strange walk. Mm. that seems to walk quicker or faster, or stops and starts. I want to know if they are tall or short, if they are fat or slim, because although I am cunning, I am wary, and I'm not sure they may be as simply led and lead as simple lives as our friend Griffin suggests.
0: Ah, well, your answer will soon come. Because, Idril, Mm -hmm. what you see is that most of the people down in the valley look like humans. They don't seem to be armed, just going about their own business with a level of normality. However, given Groin's question, I imagine you put more effort into looking at things like their gait, their peculiarities and really anything else of interest. And you do notice that there seems to be a general apprehensiveness that comes from these people. Mm. They seem to look around often, they seem to stop like meerkats and just stare into the distance before resuming their walk. They seem concerned, for lack of a better term. As well as these types of people, you also see men that are armed. In full armour, in fact, quite surprisingly for this far into the wilderness. These men, they walk with a sense of pride and dignity and determination.
1: Mm. Are they wearing any distinctive armour by any chance?
0: From your distance, you can only tell the gl- from the glint that they are wearing armour. Okay. What do you all do, assuming that... Does Idril tell this to everybody else, I hope?
1: Yeah, yeah. Idril will uh, recount the information and, and, and sort of make the conclusion that... Um, It seems as if there is some uh, militant force ruling the city. Uh, I would have said they are merely armed guards, except that a lot of the townsfolk seem wary, looking over their shoulder a lot. Like, they don't quite feel safe.
3: Can you tell the colour of this armour? Is it in fact black
0: armour? You can tell that it's not black because of the shine from the sunlight that allowed you to determine that they are wearing armor, but that is the only detail that you could gather.
3: Yeah. So if it is not black, then it is probably not the shadow
2: that we've been warned of. No, that seems likely. You know I'm a fan of just walking up to people and (laughs) trying to find their intentions straightforwardly. Indeed. If they're not aligned with the shadow. But
3: how old are these, son? And how old am I? I didn't get to be this age by just walking up to people willy-nilly. Well,
2: what's your idea then, growing?
3: My suggestion is simple. Three of us will go into the village. You will encircle with your faster gait and your big weapons, and you will be ready to come in and
2: rescue us should we need it. Right, okay. So your idea is the polar opposite of mine, where everyone else (laughs) goes and I'll... I I like it. Don't get me wrong, I like it. I'm used to prowling by myself. I'll do it.
3: Okay.
1: Um, From what I can surmise, there is no threat in this town except for perhaps some armed guards, but this appears to be merely a village of men, the remnants of the kingdom of men. Perhaps they are arming themselves against the shadow too.
3: In which case they may be our companions in this battle against evil. But let me remind everybody, why are we here? I'm looking for a decent drink.
4: I was going to say, I, I wasn't sure this was a crusade against darkness so much as an errand for a pubmaster. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fairly certain we could just walk up and ask them for another crate of beer.
1: Our job is not merely to deliver the ale. We are to find out what has happened to this previous caravan.
2: And as of yet, there's been no sign of it. Oh, did we not
4: come across the um, other caravan on the road here?
0: No, you followed through the road and you came past nothing.
2: Do you think perhaps the stranger was lying to us?
4: I mean, they gave us an ancient relic. Yes. That feels like a weird thing for them to lie about (laughs) before giving us an ancient relic. Relic.
0: Also, mind you, they did say that this happened like several weeks ago.
2: You lot ask the townsfolk if they've seen anything of this caravan and whether we can secure any more ale supplies. I'll, um, stick around the outskirts and I'll do what I do best. I'll range.
0: <laughs> Very well. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay. so we'll, get, we'll split the next scene in two. What I am going to describe to you I believe all of you will see because you're going at the village from different directions but you're still going at the village to a point where you'll at least be closer to it. So as you near the village, or at least as you come closer to it, you realize that you're nearing the outer edge of it. Uh, The only indication of this is that there are a few remnants of tall stone walls. The majority group, i.e. Nakota, soon find yourselves being approached by a couple of armoured men. Upon their breasts is worn proudly a sigil. A sigil of a large shield. And behind that shield stands a hawk with outstretched wings. These men are armed, well armed, with swords on their sides. But they are sheathed, though their hands are upon the hilts. What do you do?
1: What is going on in the village of Tharnost? What happened to the caravan of ale? And what secrets lie hidden in the fragment of sword? Find out on the next episode of Don't Forget Your Towel.
0: If you like what you hear, please connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at DFYT underscore podcast. On Facebook at Don't Forget Your Towel Podcast and through email at dfytpodcast at gmail.com. If you have a few dollars to spare and you've been liking what you hear, please consider donating to us on Patreon. But if you don't have a few dollars to spare, that's all good too. Just keep listening and like or review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Every single rating goes a long way to helping us increase our reach and to share the RPG love. We would also like to thank our patrons, Benjamin Tay, Adrian, Jesse Wesson, Bonnie Cohen, thank you all for your support. We could not do it without you. Till next time, keep your towels at the ready.